Welcome to Real Talk for the Nonprofit Event Pro, powered by Beyond, where we dive heart first into all things events in the nonprofit world. Hi, I'm Amy Milne, your host and CEO of Beyond and the Nonprofit Event Collective, where we believe that your events matter. You're not just hosting an event, you're inviting people to join you in changing the world. We're here to talk tricks of the trade and share tales from the trenches so you can produce epic events that inspire participants, raise more money, and change lives. Let's dive in. I was recently in a coaching session with my heart-centered coach, Jen Walker. Catch her on episode 11. So good. Complaining about having to get my presentation deck done for AFP Global over a month before it was due. As a manifesting generator, this is one of the worst things you could ask me to do as I am constantly creating and evolving what I want to say, share, and teach, often right up to the moment. Never know what life experience is just around the corner. It needs to feel right. It needs to be a heck yeah. And until it is, it just won't be something I'm proud of. It is so important for me to ensure that when people invest their time in one of my sessions, that they get my best stuff. So as I lamented about my deck, I said to Jen, why can't I just hand in four slides when this is pre-event, on-event, post-event, and do you have any questions? Jen's response was, why can't you? Before I responded, the thoughts started running through my head. Well, that's not what others do. What will people think? If I only hand in four slides, they might think I'm a fake. They will all talk about it and I will never get invited back. Then I started to turn my self-talk around. It turned to PowerPoint decks are not meant to have novels on each slide. I don't want people reading my slides. I want them engaged in listening to my presentation. I know when I'm in presentations, if there's a lot of words on the slides, I only have to half pay attention since I will get access to the slides post-event. Then my thoughts started to get me where I needed them to be. If I want to show people a different way, how can I do that if I'm doing what everyone else does? Who says four slides doesn't make a presentation? And really, if I did change my mind before I presented, I am invited to go to the speaker room and upload my new deck 24 hours before my time slot. So, seems like a win. Four slides it is. And to reassure myself even further, I reminded myself that I'm not lacking in slide deck numbers when 50% of speakers who do TED Talks have slides and the other 50% don't have any at all. So... Really, there are no rules to the number of slides that make something epic. And really, at the end of the day, when do I follow the rules? You know, Jen, you're right. Why can't I? Jen reminded me that I'm here to do things differently, that I've been doing things differently for years, and now is not the time to start conforming. Especially when I reminded myself in this situation in particular, things at AFP have been the same for way too many years. And one of my goals is to break through this and to ensure as nonprofit event marketing and sponsorship pros get our seat at the table. With a fist on the desk and a heck yeah, I knew I was ready to hand in my four slides. As I was working on my four slides, I was reminded of a story I always read to kick off things that can't be on. Our Do It Differently conference, more on that in another episode, from the book You Squared by Price Pritchett, PhD. U Squared is a quick and important read that promotes an unconventional quantum leap strategy for achieving breakthrough performance. This powerful method replaces the concept of attaining gradual, incremental success through massive effort. Instead, it puts forth 18 key components for building massive success while expending less effort. 
you'll learn to multiply your personal effectiveness, leverage your gifts, and leap beyond ordinary performance expectations. Sounds epic, right? Well, it is, and so are you. Back to the story. This story is true, and I believe it might just be the inspiration you need today. A true story. I'm sitting in a quiet room at the Millcroft Inn, a peaceful little place hidden back among the pine trees about an hour out of Toronto. It's just past noon, late July, and I'm listening to the desperate sounds of a life-or-death struggle going on a few feet away. There's a small fly burning out the last of its short life's energies in a futile attempt to fly through the glass of a window pane. The whining wings tell the poignant story of the fly strategy, try harder, but it's not working. The frenzied effort offers no hope for survival. Ironically, the struggle is part of the trap. It is impossible for the fly to try hard enough to succeed at breaking through the glass. Nevertheless, the little insect has staked its life on reaching its goal through raw effort and determination. This fly is doomed. It will die there on the windowsill. Across the room, 10 steps away, the door is open. 10 seconds of flying time, and this small creature could reach the outside world it seeks. With only a fraction of the effort now being wasted, it could be free of this self-imposed trap. The breakthrough possibility is there. It would be so easy. Why doesn't the fly try another approach? Something dramatically different. How did it get so locked in on the idea that this particular route and determined effort offered the most promise for success? What logic is there in continuing until death to seek a breakthrough with more of the same? No doubt this approach makes sense to the fly. Regrettably, it's an idea that will kill. Trying harder isn't necessarily the solution to achieving more. It may not offer any real promise for getting what you want out of life. Sometimes, in fact, it's a big part of the problem. If you stake your hopes for a breakthrough on trying harder than ever, you may kill your chances for success. Price Pritchett. Let's soak that in. Maybe even rewind and listen again. It is a story I never tire of, and I am constantly reminding myself, don't be the fly. Unlike this fly, I have had many fly-out-the-window moments in life, and one in particular happened while I was at SickKids just over 10 years ago. As I've shared before, I was hired to create a signature event for the foundation from strategy through execution, and I was up for this exciting challenge. The team had worked tirelessly to come up with a framework for the event, and we were ready to take it to the December board meeting. As many of you know, in the nonprofit world of board meetings, the December meeting is often the most attended as there's often a lunch or social attached to it to celebrate this season, and this December board meeting was no different. Ten years ago, presenting at a board meeting meant showing up in your Sunday best. While this seemed normal on any other given day, I was about to present to a room full of people a camp concept event. There's nothing suit and tie about camp. So while I did opt for the suit this time, I did wear my homemade wood cookie necklace around my neck to give me the strength to go in and share with them our winning idea. Standing behind the lectern in front of some of the most powerful men and women in business, I felt like I was on an episode of Dragon's Death. With the SLT's blessing, I was there to get the final seal of approval from the board to bring this incredible idea to life. You know, no big deal, right? Well, with sweaty palms, a racing heart, and almost no feeling in my legs, I delivered the presentation as formally as one could. In my suit, clicking the slides forward, responding professionally to the questions and comments until it was time to wrap things up. I paused. Our president at the time, Ted Gerard, started in on, thank you, Amy, great work to you and the team. However, my pause at the end was not for my final moment as Ted assumed. 
It was the moment I needed to give myself before I did what I did next. Respectfully, I said, I'm not quite done. One more thing. I walked in from behind the lectern and stood at the head of the table and shared that at camp, it is customary to sing for your meals. And I wanted to share my favorite meal start song with them before I left to make sure that as they discussed my presentation behind closed doors, they could feel some of that amazing camp spirit. Eyes glanced from me to Ted. He smiled. Back to each other, heart pounding, zero feeling in my legs. I started to sing knife, fork, spoon, spatula with all the actions. You know, it goes a little bit like this. Knife, fork, spoon, spatula, cha-cha-cha. All the way to the end. I also should note, and you might have just heard briefly, I can't sing. My kids did not get lullabies. It would have ruined them and anyone else in earshot. When I was done, they all smiled at me and nodded until I asked them all to stand up. Again, the looks to each other, Ted, and back at me. I repeated myself, I need you all to stand up. You're going to sing along with me this time. Slowly, up they got. And along with the actions, I had the 2013 Sick Kids Foundation Board singing Knife, Fork, Spoon, Spatula with all the actions. The shift in the room was extraordinary. It went from this stuffy, this is how we do things, stay on agenda room to a room filled with laughter, smiles, and risks taken by many. The biggest risk taken at that moment was mine. I could have walked out of the room when Ted started in on Thank You, Amy, without doing the song. Believe me, that would have been the easiest thing to do. However, what our team was about to embark on to create an event to support the life-changing work at Sick Kids was not easy. So easy and the same was not an option for me that day. I had to live the brand I was leading. I had to do things differently. I should note, from that meeting on, when I presented to anyone on the Great Camp Adventure, no matter their role or stature in the world, I proudly did it in my camp t-shirt with my wood cookie around my neck and a meal start song in my heart. Over the past couple of years, being a fly wasn't an option for any of us. Doing things as they had been done before was almost impossible for many people in the world and industries, ours being one of them. Being a nonprofit event pro over the last couple of years has certainly not been business as usual. We saw the screeching halt to many of our events and the quick introduction of virtual events on screen and off. It was very clear if we wanted to survive, we had to look 10 feet in front of us and fly out the window versus trying with all our might to keep flying and get through the screen. The thing is, not everyone looked to the left to find the window. However, for those of us who did, celebrate. Take a minute right now and high five yourself, pat yourself on the back, and give yourself the biggest smile filled with pride for leading or being on the front lines of doing something different to ensure your nonprofits and all the good humans that depend on you could keep moving forward. I'm sending you a big, giant virtual high 10. So while the world continues to figure out, do we go back to what was, or do we continue to have the courage to keep doing things differently? I beg you, don't go back to what was. Keep flying towards the window. Need a cheerleader to open the window wider or even blow the door open? I got you. It is not easy to go against the green, speak up, and do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. It will make you shake in your boots, feel a little bit of puke in the back of your throat, some sweaty palms, brow, you name it. Being different isn't internally attractive. However, I promise you, it is worth it. Showing others what is possible is one of the best things in life. Taking a risk and doing things differently first shows others it's okay. And oh, by the way, you survived. There is nothing better than that feeling of believing in yourself, feeling the fear and doing it anyway. 
especially when your heart rate goes down, the sweat dries up, and your lunch no longer feels like it wants to exit your body. That is when you know you're epic. So show up in the t-shirt, wear the wood cookie, sing the song, make the deck four slides. Whatever your do it differently looks like, I promise you it will have impact. Big or small, one step at a time, we are all human. And while change can be hard, it is inevitable. Why not lead it? I hope you see that doing it differently doesn't require a massive gesture. It can be a slight change in the program, and I promise you, it will have a domino effect. Don't get me wrong, big and bold is good too. However, not always an easy place to start. I want to hear all of your do it differently moments, and the more we share and support each other, the more good we can do in the world. We certainly can't change the world by doing things the same as usual. So head on over to the nonprofiteventcollective.com, leave your name, email address, your do it differently story if you have one, and or mention you listen to this episode, episode 18, and I will send you a copy of You Squared right to your home. Again, go to the nonprofiteventcollective.com, leave your deets, and I will get a copy of You Squared sent to you ASAP. Be the fly that flies through the open window. I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Till next time, good human, let's keep it real. Thanks so much for listening and doing good in the world. We see you. We can't wait for you to join us next time when we hear from another good human who will share their story along with tips and tricks that will help you execute extraordinary events that are sure to have a lasting impact on your participants, beneficiaries, donors, and colleagues. Make sure you follow Real Talk for the Nonprofit Event Pro wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show so other nonprofit event pros just like you can find our podcast so they too can create events that matter. Tune in next week to laugh, cry and cheer with us on another episode of Real Talk for the Nonprofit Event Pro. See you soon. Hey, good human. Are you hitting roadblocks with your events and marketing and need a bit of help to take it to the next level? We've got you. Sign up for our monthly hot seat coaching where we will answer your questions live on the podcast. That's right. You'll get to join me, Amy Milne, and my colleague, Lisa Cohen, right here on Real Talk for the Nonprofit Event Pro Podcast, and we will share our expertise to help you with your specific questions. Sound good? Great. Fill out the quick form by following the link in the show notes, and we'll take it from there. We're stoked to have you on the podcast, Good Human Listener, to guide you through your current challenges. Keep it real.